Yeah. This is the Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and we've come into St. Mary's Cathedral, uh, having been in the Hunt Museum, and Tim O'Connell is here, and um, as soon as we walked in the door, very welcoming greeting, and Tim, thanks a million for being willing to tell us a little about this beautiful, beautiful venue. Um, a little on the history, and I know we saw the, the, the dates. What are we talking? Well, the cathedral itself um, dates from about 1167, I think, um, or the, around that time. So just before the Normans arrived in Ireland, basically. And it's a very and solid stone yeah. construction. Like uh, it looks like is it a limestone or would be a, a sandstone? Yes, it's it's uh, mainly limestone and. Uh, but it's it's not cut stone; it's uh, just rubble built, like with mortar. So it's, uh, but like like a lot of uh, older Irish churches. And it's in nearly in pristine condition when you consider it's nearly a thousand years old. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, uh, so some of the features of this church here, um, it is laid out in the, what would have been the style at the time, where you have it, uh, an apse and. Um, seats or pews that sit across from each other which would have been the tradition because this would have been the Church of Ireland Yes, well it wasn't always the Church of Ireland of course and uh, uh, during the um, uh, during the uh, I suppose Reformation period I guess it would have swung one way and the other for a while and uh, eventually um, going over to the established church completely Right. Um, but it, this, uh, it, not all of it was built at the same time, neither will say the section we're in right here at the moment uh, was, um, uh, it was basically um, a celestial court kind of a thing that um, where uh, the um, Church of Ireland would have dealt with things like uh, wills and marriage settlements and stuff like that. Okay. Because they had responsibility for a lot of the kind of state administration uh, in the um, uh, we'll say in the um, I suppose um, uh, penal period really you know because right. uh, it's only about the 1840s isn't it really that civil records start uh, as regards uh, Protestant marriages, they start from 1848. Right. Uh, but other records then only start from 1864. All records uh, other than those start from 1864. But anything prior to that is ecclesiastical in one form. It's, or it's ecclesiastical. Um, uh, so, um, uh, yeah, if, if it will say things like wills and uh, uh, mainly wills, I guess, at that time right. were settled by the Church of Ireland uh, until sometime in the 1850s, I believe. Right. And of course, there were no, as I say, civil records of births, deaths or marriages prior to So again, that would have been ecclesiastic. Yes. And uh, so it was, uh, it was um, the churches used to do their own, basically. Also, the Catholic Church would have, um, particularly from the time of Catholic emancipation in 1829, they would have um, started collecting quite a volume of, of uh, church records. So was there much historical documentation 
saved here over the centuries that is yeah the, the archives the, the, the um, I, I believe the church records here go back uh, into the well into the mid 1700s right, you know? right. Uh, and also um, a lot of the now obsolete churches um, around the county of Limerick and uh, the um, uh, the general area, I suppose, are also kept here now okay. uh, uh, because they were, uh, well, th these places all shut down due to lack of congregations. Yes, yes. And so the, the, uh, the, the uh, church records are stored here now. Limerick is a very important strategic city for a lot of parts of Irish history and usually historical events are somewhat uh, either... Um, commemorated or, or legitimized in some way in a church ceremony are there any notable historic events that are recorded that may have occurred here um, uh, I suppose there, there are quite a lot really I mean um, uh, I think this um, well, so if you look up here this one uh, this um, monument is just next to us uh, that you can see is um, uh, from the uh, time of the uh, British um, uh, colonial period in, in uh, southern Africa and you can see that uh, this guy was killed in 1902 which would be um, during the, the Boer War he was killed at uh, near Boshoff he's William Charles Robert Croker and right. Crokers were one of the big County Limerick families right and uh, they um, they were one of the big landed families in County Limerick. Right. And of course, Limerick was a very strategic gateway because of the Shannon. Y yes, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, of course, yeah, it's just out here in front of us. When yeah, you indeed, indeed. Um, I'm looking here and I see in the glass uh, a very highly ornate book uh, that would. To give it its easiest description, from it, it would be some uh, appear to be illustrated as is the Book of Kells in that kind of fashion. Yes. Um, now I'm only working here today for the first time in 18 months, and this one is has been um, uh, uh, has been put here while I've been out. Right. So I'm not quite sure. It looks a lot like the Book of Kells. Doesn't it? So it may be. Uh, uh, I'm not entirely sure what it is, but, but it's a good illustration. Uh, I see that uh, Bishop Jeb is, is pictured here. Right. Uh, yeah, but it's an excellent illustration of Celtic art in this, yes. in an ecclesiastical format. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And other exhibitions and things that are here to be seen. Um, if somebody comes in, what they're going to see is, is, I suppose, it's partly a social history. Yes. Uh, the, the, the exhibitions change here all the time. So we're, if you turn over to this case here, you, you're looking at um, uh, just an exhibition of old postcards and uh, uh, programs and things like that that have been uh, uh, you know that just have been left on display here and but we, we have uh, we've had uh, exhibitions of um, silver at, and uh, you know jewelry and stuff right. like that at different times as well right. you know. and um, then you mentioned that there is a, an area over that would be very appropriate relative to what we've just experienced for the last 
nearly 18 months with COVID, uh, that there was a place oh, yes. in the time of leprosy. Uh, yes, uh, there's uh, what is called a, a leprous print. Uh, if we look at the wall over here, um, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, more or less blocked up now, but uh, if you just look here behind uh, the organ, uh-huh. uh, you can see that there's a, like a slot on the wall. Yes. And um, this was used uh, during the time, uh, during uh, uh, the medieval period, to pass uh, communion out to people who had uh, who had leprosy or uh, so they were not allowed uh, to yeah, or uh, contagious disease of right. any kind. Basically, they weren't allowed inside in case it would infect the congregation. Right. So, um, and uh, uh, it's, it's known as the leprous squint. It, it is. So basically, you could just look in, and maybe uh, at that time the um, or the organ wouldn't have impeded the view of the altar, so okay. you, you would just barely get a, a look at towards towards where the priest was on the altar. Right. A lot of churches like this have impressive organs, and what we're looking at here is a, a beautiful um, pedal organ that uh, would have the traditional bellows and everything else. Uh, yes. I'm sure in this space it must resonate beautifully. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, the um, we have a lot of musical recitals in here from time to time. Right. Uh, so yeah. uh, we've had a lot of people performing, well-known artists. Uh, uh, Phil Coulter did one here just before the the, the, the lockdown. Right. Um, he's. Uh, I'm sure people know who he is. Yes, indeed, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, much of his work, like Scarnet, his simplicity and um, puppet on a string, and very and many yes, more. Yes, yes. yes, I had the opportunity to meet Phil a number of years back. Um, so you mentioned your first day back after yes, a long yeah, break. Yeah. Uh, how long has is it now? Well, it's only recently that the church has reopened for uh, visitors. Yeah, basically in the last week or so. Right. So uh, visitors and visitor hours are. Yeah, they're, they're well. They're always fairly limited. Uh, you know, to uh, about uh, I suppose about ten in the morning to about half four in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. And it's manned by people like yourself who are volunteers? Uh, uh, largely. Yeah. Um, uh, the, there are some permanent staff working here, but right. uh, mostly it's, uh, it's uh, volunteers, especially at the weekend. So, and over the last 18 months of this, because I know for many of us it's having volunteer work like this that helped keep us somewhere focused. How did you manage without stuff like this? Yeah, from last yeah, year yeah, you know, you'd miss, you'd miss uh, just getting out and meeting people. And I mean, you always meet uh, other volunteers. You meet the people who organise, right? And um, uh, stuff like that. So I guess it's um, you know, also it, it's it's a good it's a good pastime, you know, for. Um, somebody that's retired like myself yes so, yeah. indeed yeah. I didn't comment upon the stained glass windows they're stunning and beautiful yes um, some of them have a, uh, an interesting history um, uh, I think it's this one here um, it, it, uh, one of the people who uh, contributed to putting it in place was Florence Nightingale they have a list somewhere of the right. of the, um, of the people that um, that uh, actually paid for that window and uh, 
uh, I believe it was. Also, the altar up there. Um, it's interesting because it was um, it was buried uh, for about 300 years in the church grounds uh, when the Cromwellian. Uh, army uh, came into Limerick it's believed that um, the people who um, uh, well it's it's not really known but they, they think that either the uh, Cromwellian soldiers dumped the altar in the grounds and buried it themselves or perhaps um, some parishioners or some, some parishioners wanted to save it wanted to save it and bury it outside but it remained there uh, unnoticed until about uh, sometime in the late 1950s. Right. And uh, they dug it up and brought it back inside. And um, it's uh, got pride of place up there again now. And because this is the cathedral, it would be the bishop is the, um, uh, effectively the parish or the, the head of the community or the congregation. And I notice over uh, a mitre. Uh, wood carved mitre over there at the yes. what would be the uh, main celebrants chair yes uh, well yes is, uh, I mean it is a cathedral uh, but uh, uh, we have a, a dean uh, here in okay. permanent residence right right, right. Um, so is there um, any information if anyone is looking for stuff like this on the web that people um, yes uh, I mean uh, there's both uh, a website and um, and a Facebook group uh, so um, and uh, Google St. Mary's Cathedral yeah, Limerick yeah, and it'll come up yeah. and uh, I know then you're very much dependent is it on contributions donations y yes we, we um, uh, uh, well at the moment we're not actually taking uh, we're not asking a, an exact fee okay. but uh, people can of course uh, contribute to the donation box if they want to right. and I'm sure you're looking forward to things improving as more and more people get vaccinated and you're better able to encourage people to share in this wonderful experience. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it's. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I do a few hours here a week, and uh, I, I, I think it, it is Limerick's oldest building, so it's um, and uh, probably um, probably the building. You know, in the, in the whole region, it's probably the only building that's been in continuous use for. No, uh, uh, over 850 oh, years, yeah. so it's it's, uh, it, it's it is well worth coming to look at. Indeed, and we're next door to the uh, the castle as well. Exactly. Yeah. 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 A beautiful, beautiful building, and I would highly recommend you come and visit it if you happen to be in Limerick. So as I said, we've just come across from the Hunt Museum, and we just walked over here, and uh, very accessible. You can see it from the Hunt Museum. So just walk across, and then easy walk out the back door or one of the doors and take on St. King John's Castle and a fantastic way to spend some time in memory. Tim, thanks a million for taking the time. It's been great having a chat with you. Thank you.